As I came out, I noticed a lifeboat just getting away. It was one that had swung on the davits opposite the main entrance. The water was then almost flush with the scuppers of Deck B. I tried to walk aft on the starboard side, but there was such infinite confusion that I saw I could be of no help. Most of the passengers had gone to that side, and as the bow settled and the water rose on the deck, they naturally crowded aft, up to the higher part of the deck. All were doing the best they could, but there was no discipline or order. Personally, I didn't care to get into a lifeboat. I was perfectly willing to take my chance in the water. But as I returned to the forward part of the deck, I saw a sight that simply demanded action on my part. I found myself opposite the stern of a boat, into which had climbed about thirty-five people, principally women and children. The forward davit was about a foot from the bow, and at the rate the Lusitania was going down, it meant but a few moments before the bow of the boat would be caught by the davit, and this whole boatload would be taken down, or at least thrown violently into the water. I judged that this particular boat in the first rush had been lowered many feet to the water, and as the steamer sank, she floated, and so the distance between the lifeboat and the davits gradually shortened. The slack of the ropes had to fall somewhere, and as the ropes fouled on themselves in the bow and the stern of the boat, it convinces me that there was no way on the steamer. Certainly one ought to make the attempt to clear this boat, and not let those women and children be drowned without an effort to save them. Someone was working on the bow ropes, so I climbed to the stern and threw clear my end, but before I had time to cast off the block, it was done for me by a seaman, who had stepped into the boat apparently at the same moment that I had. My next thought was of the forward ropes. I looked and saw someone struggling to clear them. As I have written, I think he was a steward, cutting at them with a knife. I yelled to him to take the axe. He looked around a moment and said there was none. I looked at my end and found none. Then I stepped up on the seat, planning to go forward to see if I could help. As I straightened up to get my balance, my back came in contact with the davit hanging over the after end. The blow knocked me down into the bottom of the boat. Then I tried again, looking out to the davit and stepping from one seat to the next. I couldn't avoid the oars, of which there seemed an infinite number. I stepped on one which rolled over. Again I slipped to the bottom of the boat. When I got up and looked forward, I saw it was too late to make a further attempt, for the end of the davit had gripped the bow of the boat, and had just begun to press it under. I turned to the people and told them to jump. It was their only chance. I begged them to. One or two men did, and finally two women who had on life jackets. When I saw them go, I felt I could be of no use to them, so I stepped over and pushed them ahead of me, and I swam. A short distance out, I found a third woman. They all three kept calm, and I was able to get them to put their hands on each other's shoulders, two in front and one behind. I stopped swimming for a moment, telling them to wait, for I wished to turn around and see how near the steamer was to her final plunge. I felt that there would be considerable suction, and I wanted to try to keep the three women out of it. The steamer had an acute list to starboard, so as I looked back I could clearly see the people on deck B clinging to the rail that ran along the side of the house. It was impossible to stand on the deck unless one had hold of some stationary object. People were clinging to one another, so that it seemed as if they were standing three or four abreast by the rail. As the steamer sank by the head and the water rose higher up the deck, 
those in front were obliged to release their hold. It was a terrifying sight for the people back of them, but there were no hysterical shrieks. The men, women, and children on that steamer met their end like heroes, every one of them. It was at this point that the aerial caught me and took me down. I couldn't imagine what was landing on me out of the sky. I wouldn't have been as much surprised if the submarine had risen and I had found myself on her, but to get a bolt from the blue did surprise me. I shook this off my head and so got a glimpse of what it was that struck me. I saw it was one of the aerials, but fortunately it was the outside one, so I knew the other was between me and the steamer. As the three women were out beyond me, they were safe from both aerials. This wire took me rapidly under, but I rose before the steamer sank.